Right guys, so this is our education section. Um, this week we're talking about whether Bitcoin is legal or illegal. Um, and we've actually got Alex, who's from our compliance department here at Coin Corner. Um, yeah, so <laughs> is it legal? Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, take it away. Is Bitcoin legal? Um... If it wasn't, we wouldn't, well, you definitely wouldn't have been talking about it for the past <laughs> hour or so. Yeah. Um, well, we've been talking about all sorts of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, it is. But obviously, there are some bans in place and varying rules and regulations across the globe, which are generally influenced by the political and economic conditions in each country. Um, regulation in general has seemed to be reactionary and in response to various events in the crypto industry. So, hacks, um, insolvency cases, etc. Um, yeah. Any more examples then? Um, no, I think just like keeping the, keeping everything as, as high level as we can with a lot of it. And I think that the short is Bitcoin is legal um, for the most part globally, but there is a lot of places that you just touched on there where um, they've had various issues, as you mentioned, um, that is then causing them to create some form of regulation around it, or as some cases they are banning it and making it illegal. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think as you're touching on it, it's pretty much every country has their own um, sort of opinion on it based on the experience they've had within the country of the companies uh, running there themselves. Um, but yeah, it's just short of it. Um, so I think the most notable of bands is China. Yeah, I think we'd all Is it still yeah. banned in China? Oh, nobody knows. No. <laughs> it's it so is, hot it and cold. I don't think China know right now. <laughs> I think they've got their eye on the, the what's their currency there? The, the yen? Is yeah. it? What, yen? Yuan. 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 So I always think they've got their eyes on creating the um, global base currency, like taking over the dollar with that. And that, that actually their reaction to Bitcoin could be determined by their, how that's working out for them. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. Um, so exchanges and general trading in China tends to be banned. But I think over the years, it's not been banned. It's sometimes it has been banned, but no one really knows. Yeah. Um, and there's also... Bitcoin is not illegal, but the, the purchase of it is. So it's like, but you could actually use it and transact and send and own it, but you can't actually go and buy it, which is... Yeah, I think that's, that's the overriding sentiment, really, that... Because it's decentralized, it's peer to peer. The day to day transacting between one person to another can't really be illegal yeah. to, to a certain extent. Yeah. It's, difficult in China, it's difficult in China, though, because that's the most centralized uh, country in existence at the moment, being a communist based. The, if there's any amount of control in any country, yeah. it's, it's China. Yeah, it's so, Facebook banned and things like that. Yeah, it's, they yeah. have the power to, to ban these things. People get around it and find ways around it, the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Great Firewall of China is what people call it. Great Firewall Yeah, China. so I think what... <laughs> I've yeah. never heard that. <laughs> what actually comes of it is just complete grey areas where people are unsure. Um, yeah. With China, exchanges are banned and trading's banned. We've also heard just recently mining in one of the provinces is meant to be getting banned. Um, they're meant to be taking the <clears throat> electric away from uh, a couple of the mining pools or we saw uh, some sort of letter that came out, but I've not seen... That was from like the 3rd of December or something like that, I remember back in November. Um, but we've not seen anything on that and we've not really seen a dip in the uh, hash rate. So it doesn't look like anything's been affected at the minute. Yeah, that was a question I had as well. <clears throat> what is the actual overall percentage of hash rate coming from China? 
Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head now. Um, yeah. Sorry, Chucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like that. More of that. They were hitting me with the bus there. As you know. well, I'm okay. just smiling yeah. away because you don't know the answer. Um, it's very remember. high, anyway. I, I think yeah. people, yeah, it's, people generally say, seem to dip towards the uh, 40 to 60% region. I think it fluctuates, but um, that's why people always say, you know, there's a potential for some sort of ha- uh, attack and, and so on. But um, again, I think some of that is they're obviously spread around and I know a lot of them are centralized into one, one of the provinces, which is cheap electricity, the, the hydro side of things. Um, but yeah, I think it, it moves. And if that province, for example, does say, right, okay, Bitcoin mining is now illegal, you know, then companies will just up sticks and go somewhere where they can find cheap electricity and start elsewhere. So um, it'll be a short term disruption, if anything. Um, so also we have the blockchain, not Bitcoin point of China and their stance. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the potential of their central bank digital currency. So I wonder if anyone has any comments on that. I guess their stance on that, Bitcoin is so decentralized, they can't control it. And as Dave's touched on there, they're one of the most controlled countries in the world. So, you know, it goes against their um, mentality maybe. So I think that's kind of um, exactly coming onto the central bank digital currency. That's exactly what they want to do and keep control of it. Um, so I think it's, it's all about control uh, yeah. on that front for me. So yeah, shows a bit of political influence on there. Which which country would you say has handled Bitcoin the worst uh, badly in in terms of regulation? If you had to put it out there, is anyone just like embarrassed themselves slightly? (laughs) I think the New York Bit license, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, the New York Bit license was far too. Because there's so many varied reactions. I see. What you're saying, but some some have worked and some have been. There was a piece in the New York Bit license that because we had to deal with this back in like 2015, 16, whatever it was. And there was a piece in it where we were going back and forwards with, with various regulators. And it was, it was to say that if a customer signed up with Coin Corner and they were US, we, because we used to actually accept US customers, um, they would then, if they, for example, had a house in New York, but they didn't live there, they were mm-hmm. resident in the UK and all this sort of stuff, but they were just from the US, they might have had a house in New York that we weren't aware of, at which point us selling Bitcoin to them made it illegal right. and made it mean that we needed a bit license to sell them Bitcoin, even though we were not aware of them mm. um, be, having a house there or having a business there I or something. That. And we had to go through, we had to jump through, so it was, it was absolute nightmare. So we ended up with like a whole situation. If we, if we um, say for example, a customer signed up, but they lived in the UK but, and they were a UK resident, but they give us like a US passport and it had the state of New York on it. was like, yeah, sorry, you can't even have an account with us, even though they're a UK customer, because we couldn't have the risk of, of the association with New York yeah. and a business or an address there or something there. Um, it, it was just a nightmare. Mm. I know people have adapted to it and changed now and, and done what they need to do for this now, but it's um, it wasn't a good regulation at the time. And it was early as well. Though. Especially um, for the country, for a country like the US who are, seen as a forefront yeah yeah i guess this comes back to the political and economic conditions where they have the global reserve currency they want to maintain control Mm -hmm. and then that is a result of that overall stance whereas other countries see it as an opportunity a new market to get into yeah regulation would be much more free yeah yeah so yeah i guess we get if you look at binance for example who started off in China and then they've been globe hopping around yeah. wherever the regulation. Don't know where they are now. Yeah, too yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just left Malta recently, did they? After the uh, that incident. Um, um, yeah. So, I guess that's a result of policies like that. Yeah. 
um, India as well have a grey area of whether it's illegal or legal. Um, at the beginning of the year, they were looking to reopen it. Yeah, they did well, briefly think, reopen it, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and, you know, with countries like that, it's like if you looked at their bureaucratic system anyway, there's huge problems with it. You know, the, to, we can't really expect countries to have up-to-date Bitcoin regulation when they can't even sort out their own no, elections yeah. or yeah. housing problems. Yeah. It's a lot to ask, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. It takes time. That's where, you know, these things do come in time. I think the ones for me, like the New York one, where they jumped in early and tried to put something so intense on mm. people, that was so poorly done. Mm. Um, and I think, yes, some of them should just take that step back and, and let it kind of play out a little bit and see how it, it goes, how the market goes. Um, which a lot did at the start, I think, obviously back mm. in 2011, 12, 13, even 14, it was still so new, countries weren't even bothering with it and it wasn't even on, on half of their radars. Uh, you have to let it play out and see if it becomes something. There's no point in putting a regulation around something that is never potentially going to become something. Uh, so they see, need to see first if that actually becomes a, a viable product. And mm. um, finally, of the big three global powers, I guess, where Bitcoin is banned is Russia as well, mm. which is another gray area where I think, again, like China, day-to-day -day trade um, transactions aren't necessarily banned, but exchanges and trading are, and that is supposed to be for fraud and terrorist financing reasons, and they'll be looking to open it up soon, but there's very little news on that at present. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that is another control. Yeah. It's um, one of them that sounds like an excuse, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Money laundering and yeah. finance. Um, You're offering a lot of grey areas, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's coming start, in lots of grey. You, you start to see a trend. Don't you? Yeah, um, it's compliance all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's grey. It's grey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> we um, have a rivalry in the office between compliance and accounting. That's uh, and support sometimes dips the toes in the yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's also some African countries, Egypt and Morocco, are notable where they have complete bans. Uh, South America, Bolivia and Ecuador are also completely uh, banned for Bitcoin. I mean, so yeah, potentially another control function uh, mm -hmm. by just completely banning it. And then yeah. so you see the trend of the similar yeah. countries do the way they do. Yeah, which is exactly and to be expected, I think. I'm kind of surprised by the like the African countries and stuff. I thought they were all for the people are. Um, the, the yeah, it depends on the them. government outlook, doesn't it? Really, who's, yeah. who's running these countries? Yeah. I um, thought they were they were fri thriving. Yeah. In that, we saw Venezuela. Venezuela is always seen as this place where it's meant to be like thriving and all this sort of side. But yeah. then, even was it about two weeks ago, something like that, in the news about um, the army, the Venezuelan army, yeah. have gone in and uh, con uh, confiscated people's Bitcoin mining machines and mining. But Bitcoin was only them. thriving there because their inflation was absolutely yeah. astronomical. Yeah. So it's not it's not like, it's, it's, you know it's a, country with its own issues isn't it? oh yeah it's so, got, it's, yeah that's just kind of yeah. getting the point there's certain countries out there that the people in the public are wanting to use it but well, having to are, use it almost yeah could, having to use it yeah whereas the government have got different plans and trying yeah. to do different things yeah. well, so is bitcoin legal <laughs> tldr is it is that what you said no one knows depends where you are isn't it depends where you live where you live. Yeah. Um, but i think generally though bitcoin bitcoin itself is not illegal anywhere as far as i could probably tell but it's the the sale and the businesses around it that are being yeah. the ones that are made illegal it, it just comes back to the decentralized and peer-to-peer -peer aspect of bitcoin yeah where it's very different uh, difficult to ban completely ban. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and police that ban as well yeah exactly it becomes difficult yeah so if we 
move on to regulated countries, we generally start to see most national regulations are based around anti-money laundering compliance. So this means that all exchanges have to identify their customers and also report any suspicious activity, usually to a, their financial regulator or um, police or uh, authorities. So uh, Danny touched on the bit license before, so I think we'll start with the USA, um, which is generally just state by state, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. New York were the first to come in. What yeah. what date was that? Can you remember? Uh, was that 20, it was 2015, 16 time, wasn't it? I can't remember the exact dates. Uh, so around then. That was with the bit license, which was overarching sweeping regulation, yeah. um, which effectively meant you had to be a bank of sorts um, from yeah. a compliance there was point. It bit, I think, that I got around it by piggybacking some sort of banking charter, um, which was a clever way to do it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pain. Yeah, so it resulted in a big backlog of applications for the bit license a lot of people jump ship as well from new york and yeah. just didn't bother they just bailed out yeah but generally in other states across the usa it's a money service business uh, license that you require um so again this comes back to aml compliance um and things like that so if you're operating in one state you need a license for every other state pretty much wow yeah um that must so be quite it's quite tight business yeah. Yeah, well, we looked, we've looked at it a number of times, haven't we? Gone state by state. The state by state costs, mm. used to cost, like people used to estimate between some, something like two and a half to four million to go through them all. Wow. Um, Very, does them, it vary state by state as well? Yeah, yeah. They all, they're all different. So I think there was, I can't remember if it was like, say, Texas, for example, was something like, okay, it's a $5,000 yearly fee or something, but you have to put a bond down for like $250,000 that mm. they hold. So you end up having to have a lot of cash to it's not just the fee that you're paying yearly there's these bonds that you have to put down as well uh, and if you're doing that on 50 is it 50 states 49 states where they go? <laughs> don't know how many they go. um it becomes a headache um, it's, it's not a it's an overhead that i'm sure dave could live without yeah definitely yeah i, <laughs> I guess that's it's, just compliance in general <laughs> yeah. uh, a key point is that i guess it prices out smaller exchanges yeah. and startups so it, if it you starts removing innovation yeah a lot of it as well which is is the big piece that is a little bit of a frustration because the smaller players that usually come and innovate they can't come and innovate because they can't come yeah. play with it um, the or they have to play. take on massive funding yeah or become uh, acquired by a bigger player i yeah. guess yeah um, which in itself creates monopolies on those you know the bigger players that kind of hold. yeah we're seeing that in the i mean we're seeing that in the uk side jumping ahead here alex if you've touched on the uk apologize um but we've seen that in the uk where now people are having to register for the FCA license at the minute. Um, we are seeing UK companies. We saw Bitbargain have now shut down. Mm. Um, they, they were, they've been around a long time. They've been well. around. They were the, the first place I think I bought Bitcoin yeah. in 2012 or whatever that was. Um, so they they've shut down. There's been a, there's a backlog. We heard of 146 was it 160 something. Uh, companies that have applied for the FCA license that still haven't got it and they need it by the 10th of January or otherwise they can't operate. Um, so all of them companies at the minute are also looking to relocate and we are aware of another couple of them that have relocated uh, to other jurisdictions where they can go and continue to operate. Um, so these, it's, it's a pain sometimes. There, there's a lot of, um, with the regulation, as much as it's meant to come with um, comfort to the end customer to some extent, but also to uh, reduce criminal activity, shall we say, um, it comes with the strangling uh, innovation, I think, a little bit, and 
It's also because it's constantly changing, is it, isn't it? It's, 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 they're constantly changing all the regulation, the requirements. You don't really know where you stand half the time. Like... I, th- I think the big thing is that it comes from different angles. Yeah. Um, so we obviously have anti-money laundering compliance, and then beyond that it, uh, comes actual regulation. Yeah. So when you think you've come over the first hurdle, yeah. you, there's another one to, um, yeah. to get over. Um, I guess that is Bitcoin maturing in a, in yeah, a sense. It's, it's bringing it in line with other, other financial uh, markets, which is, I suppose is only fair, really, isn't it? The banks have to do that. Yeah, well, no, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I hate the banks. Why do you disagree? Um, no, I don't disagree because I hate the banks. I disagree because the banking regulations that are in place at the minute are having brought in over the, the decades to create something that, that then you're trying to put Bitcoin into these regulations, which they're not fit for. And that's what a lot of the countries are trying to do. And they need to actually create something. Let's say New York half had it right in terms of they created a bit license that was mm-hmm. specific for Bitcoin. They were just too intense for that. Um, countries should be starting to create specific Bitcoin related regulations to do things around that that don't because Bitcoin doesn't quite fit with the way the world works financially now don't try and force Bitcoin into the way the world works now you should let Bitcoin flourish a little bit and then figure out how to um, handle it rather than it's the lazy route at the minute it's the regulators lazy route lazy route you understand that of saying ah, we can't be bothered trying to figure something new out and understanding that we'll just push it into the current regulation that's it's uh, the current framework which it doesn't know yeah. it starts it starts stifling innovation as we're saying there it starts creating mm-hmm. monopolies it starts you know it, it's pushing things back that way um which is not what you want um, it's going to be a long i think the next couple of years are going to be some um, fights and battles against regulators to help create something that we can meet in the middle and all all be happy with so moving on from that trend of kind of trying to fit Bitcoin into traditional regulation. Um, general regulation across the world has really been reactionary um, to various events that happened in that country, in that in the crypto industry. Um, so, for example, in Canada, in the wake of the Quadriga scandal, um, regulations that came out become based on custodial rules. So. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us a quick overview of the Quadriga scandal, then yeah. <laughs> not to chuck another. Uh... So then, is that the guy that died, disappeared? disappeared and died in India? Yeah. Not, yeah. No, no, is everyone sure that he's disappeared? Well, that's the question. He's disappeared, but he might not die. And then they had a death certificate from India, which was what that. But then they're saying that's faked, and, oh, and so okay. and so. I, I don't know. Is the answer right. to that? We were yeah, unsure. Nice. He ran away. But, he was basically using the uh, the company's funds to try and trade Bitcoin, wasn't he, back in, was it 2017, yeah. 18? Um, ended up losing a lot of it and then disappeared to India without telling anyone and, and died there. Um, obviously died under suspicious circumstances, I guess, is what people look at, uh, which meant then the company tried to continue running for a few months before they realised that he'd uh, basically lost all the, the company's I mean, funds, which how, was the client's like, How could they just realise after a few months? He was so can't have been doing any accounting. He, no, he was the only one that had access to the cold storage stuff from the Bitcoin. Um, oh, right. So he was using that to go and trade and do yeah. stuff with. Um, and when they realised that he was the only one that had access to it, all of a sudden, and it wasn't there anymore, oh. um, that was when it came too late and mm. a lot of the customers have lost, was it something like two or $300 million? Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of money. Um, it's an interesting story, though, um, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, yeah. Um, and a warning, uh, I guess, um, to not operate as they did, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, it's just your checks and balances. Come on, this is <laughs> basic. This is absolutely basic. This isn't Counting basic. Sorry, you can't any sort of company. Shader, yeah. yeah, just oh, it's like saying, oh, how much have we got in the bank? Oh, yeah. let's not check. There's just trust that guy. That's <laughs> you're a regulator's dream right now because the regulator's looking out saying you're right. You should yeah, have them checks. Yeah. But companies will not put them checks in, but the regulator will then force them checks. Well, in, you can see why doing. because that's which, daft. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's what the regulators yeah. are saying. They're going to say, well, we need to force these checks mm -hmm. on people and make sure they do this. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, Canada's an easy example there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Another good example is Japan. So I guess the most notorious of all hacks, um, insolvency cases and, um, yeah, other incidents with uh, big crypto exchanges in Mt. Gox. Yeah. Um, Anyone got a, got a full story on the Mt. Gox, or do we? Does everyone know? Do we need to mention yeah, it? Similar situation, but theirs was more of a uh, bulk of vulnerability in their system that was allowing customers to withdraw double the bitcoins out. Um, How long did it take them to see that? It took quite a while. Well, that's yeah, that was well. over like that's a nine month period. Nine months. Nine months. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, it's again, it's <laughs> you've, got a hot, you've got some sort of wallet. Yeah, the problem it's... came though because they. I'm not trying to defend anyone, but the problem that came was because like the, the price went up so quickly as well. As the price was going up, they realized they were then insolvent at a later point. So um, now, though, theoretically, this is the thing of the, they had still held like 400,000 Bitcoins they still had or something, and they'd lost however many more. But now Bitcoin is worth so much that they can pay everybody back the equivalent in US dollar, obviously, oh, okay. because the Bitcoin value has gone up so much. Aren't those the cases of this? They're still going on at the minute. They're just yeah, I thought there's recently. a deadline, isn't there, coming to you? Was that Mt. Gox? Uh, Mt. Gox was only this earlier this week. This, that Bitcoin actually moved from wallet to I don't know where. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I don't know when the deadline is for that. I lost track of all that side. Mm. Yeah, so what we've seen as a result of um, hacks and other large hacks in Japan is their regulations are very focused on security. Yeah. So you have to prove how secure your exchange is um, in order to become licensed in the country and to operate as an exchange. Um, yes, yeah, so has anyone else got any comments on Japan or should we move on to Europe? <laughs> Are you going to do every country? Uh, no, just Europe. <laughs> just just yeah, I won't bore you too much. Um, so the fifth anti-money laundering directive was brought in in January 2020, which is a big change for exchanges in um Europe. So all crypto service providers are bought under this and then they have to identify all the customers. So this effectively outruled places like um, local Bitcoins, peer-to-peer -peer networks. Um, so yeah, again, potentially just a sign of the Bitcoin space just maturing and yep. just developing at a point where this is just going to be the reality for yep. unfortunately, happens, yeah, going forward. Um, and then on top of that, we have countries like Germany who have brought in bank regulations. So you have to be as compliant as a bank in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, but that is also opened up to existing banks to offer custodial, um, I don't, I'm not sure if it's exchange as well, services, uh, but certainly custodial services. Have any of the German banks done that? Uh, I'm not too sure. There's a few of them that are going forwards with stuff right. there, but I think there's one that just... I think last week or the week before, there was some news on them. Um, so, yeah, I guess that legitimizes crypto in Germany, but obviously places in a lot of barriers for smaller companies, particularly like ourselves, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. It does, yeah. We obviously pulled out of Germany uh, due to that, and also from the Netherlands recently as well, due to some similar yeah. situation. Um, it's as Dave touched on there, starts creating monopolies and starts starting yeah. innovation. So um, it's um, going to happen, unfortunately. But I guess that's a global trend as well. Um, so we have things like uh, places like Kraken, Paxos, mm-hmm. um, any others going for. Uh, Bit, uh, BitPay actually as well. Yes, yeah. yeah so they're all going for banking charges. Yeah. So they're becoming the institutions that I guess they were yeah. initially the alternative to. Um, so that's the way things are going in Europe and America, I suppose, at present. And then France are also talking about some um, additional measures like Germany. Uh, but this is in response to terrorist financing. Mm. So this is a recent news article, I think you sent it. So yeah, this is again reactionary on yeah in regards to their troubles. Uh, so where do you think most of you think I think most of Europe will follow the German model because they normally follow the most successful one. Where do you think that's well, that's going to be I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I think it's too much again. That comes back to you've just plonked a banking regulation on these new companies that mm-hmm. are not necessarily operating in the same manner and the same technology and infrastructure. It's just stop being lazy and create one for Bitcoin. Um, yeah. Let's see if they will. <laughs> yeah, so that's everything from the, <laughs> from the legality side of Bitcoin. I hope we've covered enough. was totally before, Alex. So the answer is, is Bitcoin illegal? The answer is yes. Oh, is that what we asked you? The answer is yes. Is legal. It is legal. That word's confusing. Cool. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Right. Cheerio. Peace. Peace. <laughs>